Hello, hello, and welcome to Black Chick Lit. I'm Dan. And I'm Molly. Or Danielle. I don't know why I switched my intro today, but whatever. Um, how have you been? <sighs> Same. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to ban myself from Twitter for at least a day. Oh, yeah. Because the more I learn, the more panicked I get. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. Yeah, it's been... Um kind of a rough weekend um let's see this will go out on wednesday so god only knows what will have happened by then today's sunday and we're um, recording this in the wake of um that executive order that you know not a muslim ban but if it totally only targets muslims that's fine um tom fuckery that they did on friday it's just and apparently they didn't ask anyone before they did it. They just like, it's just, it's like every, every time I find one thing to worry about something like massively more concerning comes up and I'm like, Oh shit. Now I gotta worry about that. Yeah. And it's like, I can't. Yeah. This is, so. this is really kind of mind boggling um, that they, they did this. So they, they signed this executive order, you know, same week as the Holocaust Remembrance Day, uh, and which they all lives mattered. They all lives mattered. The the Holocaust, right? And also the day after. Um, wait, I didn't hear them. All my brain didn't even register that when you said that. I noticed that they didn't say <laughs> anything about you know Jewish people, um, no, Romania because, because yeah, lots of people suffered. Right, it wasn't just them. Right, but they didn't mention any. <laughs> any names of them but then also the day after a pro-life rally which again is just mind-boggling how you can march for the lives of unborn children one day and then turn children away from the borders and tell them to go die in syria like or any country they're refugees they're fleeing for their lives like turn the children and their families away the next day like that's that's evil like that's evil yeah everyone like 20 years from now when our children well i guess not 20 i hope my (laughs) like anyway 15 years from now whatever when our kids are doing their history homework you're gonna be like yeah some bullshit and it was they will be the enemies and it's like what makes me really mad is like trump is evil and we know it like his whole cabinet is just effed up Mm -hmm. it's like Aren't there other branches that are so, like right? I, Don't we have checks and balances so shit like this doesn't happen? I mean, it's kind of like this weird trifecta. So the Republicans have been, you know, for eight years now blocking Obama at every turn, making sure he can't elect mm-hmm. judges, making sure he can't make appointments to um, the Supreme, Supreme Court, Court, so that these other like they held the government hostage. They they basically were like little kids who held their breaths because they couldn't get mm-hmm. their way and then fell mm-hmm. down and hit their head on the coffee table <laughs> and like Trump is their concussed nightmare when they woke up. Like Yeah, I I don't think they're going to they're not going to come out looking. And if they have delusions that they are, I feel like some of them are getting hit like Lindsey Graham and like McCain. Like there's a few who's like, "Holy crap, um, I need to I need to get off this boat right. before takes me down right so So. i just i mean i don't understand how you don't i how you could live with yourself Uh, like honestly i don't understand how you could live with doing something so evil and still think that you're in the right 
It's pretty heartless. Lawyers save the day, though. Yes. Yay. And um, yeah, so I guess that's something, you know, if you want to do more, I know that they had the march, but there's always more that you can do. Um, I know at least here we're doing a lot of um, uh, immigration relief screenings. Um, I'm getting my mm -hmm. BA, BIA accreditation right now. And um, oh, yeah. What does BIA stand for? Oh, yeah. Bureau of Immigration of I just made that up. Let me see, because I am so bad. I'm like one day into the course and then it like blew up. <laughs> um, but it's... But yeah, Molly's a lawyer, a fancy lawyer. But this is actually... Fancy lawyer <laughs> this is actually... So I, I did go to law school, but I um, am not... Uh, I'm a JD, but I'm not um, an attorney. So I didn't take the bar. I didn't oh. get my accreditation, oh. anything like that, because I was like... Fuck this, y'all. After I got done, I was like, no thanks. But this um, recognition and accreditation program is a way for non-lawyers. Um, so you don't even need to have any kind of um, legal training, but you should probably have some understanding of this, you know, of what's going on in, in the world to um, practice some limited amount of immigration law. So you can fill out forms, you can represent oh. them in front of um, certain courts and boards. Um, and this is basically in response to um, just a real dearth of uh, immigration attorneys that have been available. Um, so I, if it's something that you're interested in doing, I would look it up. The, the thing is you need to... Uh, get with an organization that is um, that is accredited as well. So if you are interested in something like this, I would look around at um, your county or city probably has a um, pro bono um, uh, law firm and they might have it or some immigration relief services might have it or um, Catholic charities or another religious board like that might have it. Um, lots of people are going through this process right now to... Um, to become accredited and the good thing is you can you can get your accreditation for an organization as a volunteer and then if that's, that's pretty yeah nice. so if that's not if that's also something you can't um have the commitment to to do then i would look up you know all these screenings all this work they need all the support that they can get um so i just look up other ways you can help there of course giving money is also good um I see the ACLU is going to have a really good year. They need money, but you can also um, support your your um, local ACLU, or you can support um, your uh, you know some of these other organizations that might be doing immigration relief, um, or one of the myriad other issues that are coming up. Your local Planned Parenthood, <laughs> your um, there's so many things to pick from. I hear he's so trying many. to take away PBS and NPR. You could look into that, like. <laughs> your local libraries like they really want to get rid of everything i will say this one good thing i think that's come out of this is like it's made people a little less complacent mm -hmm. so like they're i think this hopefully this activism will stick with people and they'll feel more comfortable reaching out to their representatives and absolutely getting involved with things so even when the world is not even when the country is not slowly being disassembled right like neo-nazis right th those habits will stick right and seriously, everybody, like, I saw y'all marching, please, in two years, turn up. Like, I know, yeah. This is, this is what got us complacently, got us into this, into this mess before, because 
like I said, they have been holding the government hostage for years and years now. Remember all those fiscal cliffs we went over and all those shutdowns? And we oh, just yeah. kept voting people in because it was it was complacency. Because we don't show up to midterms. Because we don't show up yeah. to midterms. And I know it's like hard. I know that, um, you know, we've been systematically, well, not me, I haven't been doing this shit. But they have been <laughs> systematically making it harder and harder for um, certain people, people who probably look like us, people who probably us. look like you, if you're listening to us, to get out and vote. But it's your absolute right to do so. And I mean, it's like, uh, sorry, I really love like constitutional law and all that stuff when I <laughs> was in law school, but it's like where the, we, the people are like the absolute power. And if we can organize ourselves, like, then we can stop this from happening. Yeah. They, they forgot that we have to remind Right. Them. Absolutely. So. On that note. On that note. <laughs> I love it, though. I'm glad. I Like I said, I feel like people are like, they're not complacent anymore and they're inspired. And I'm like, yes, like, keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. So, but this isn't a poli- political podcast. <laughs> is it not, hum- though? Is it not? <laughs> we said we want to read authors of color. That's that is true. a political statement if I've ever heard one. I can't keep up with your knowledge of the Constitution. Though. Hey, so. you said you had a pocket Constitution. I do. Look up so. my boy Chimarinsky. Look up his outline. <laughs> I'm going to need you to spell that. So. <laughs> do knows. <laughs> Look at that uh, lawsuit they just filed against Trump. His name is on there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, I was, I was very proud they got that stay. And hopefully they'll do whatever it takes to make it permanent and national. Right, so. right. But yes, so this week, there is a political story I found in relation to the thing we're reading this week, but um, this week we read There Are More Beautiful Things Than Beyonce mm-hmm. by Morgan Parker, mm-hmm. which actually is kind of fitting because it is kind of like political and and like she's it's very black girl power. So. Right. It is currently not released. It'll be released February 14th, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Day. We, we got this arc um, courtesy of NetGalley. Yes. It's like. Yeah, so I was like, "Oh my gosh, we're we're in we're in hip on." I know. Danielle was like, "Sign up for this." I was like, "They're not going to take me," and they were like, "You've been approved." I was like, "Oh." oh, oh, oh. I know. <laughs> so it is the only downside is like there's not a lot of when I looked through last there are not a lot of titles that fit our like our even our niche. Yeah. Of what we would read for the there's a lot of stories I'd be interested in reading, but nothing that really there aren't many that fit what we do here on the podcast. Yeah. Womp womp. So yes, so Morgan Parker, this is the first I've read of her. Yeah, same. How about you? Yeah. So she, I looked her up because like I said, it's 2017. I'm going to step it up. So about the author, I looked her up. She seems like very quintessential like New York writer. She lives in Brooklyn. She got her bachelor's from Columbia University and she got an MFA in poetry from New York University. So very, very learned. (laughs) Um, Her her first collection of poetry called Other People's Comfort Keeps Me Up at Night won the 2013 Gateway Prize and was a finalist for the Poetry Society of America's Norma Farber First Book Award. I'm just going to have to admit, I'm not familiar with either of those awards yeah. because I don't read poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm, uneducated, I'm unacultured swine, but yeah. But I do know, I, I'm familiar with this one. She was a recipient of the 2017 National Endowment of the Arts Literature Fellowship. Oh. So she probably would like you to make a donation. <laughs> she probably would. <laughs> 
And one other neat thing I found was that she runs the Other Black Girl Collective, which is apparently a tour, it's internationally touring black feminist poetry duo yeah. with Angel Nafis, who I'm also not familiar with, but we're just going to, I don't do much poetry. That'll be the last one. <laughs> she has a lot of poems online. So like if you wanted to check out some of her works before buying, she has like some of her pieces. They're like, if you go to her website, just Morgan Parker, I believe Morgan hyphen yeah morgan-parker.com she has some of her works online so if you wanted to check them out there before purchasing the book i'd recommend it there's some neat stuff but yeah so and i think a lot of the poems from this actual book may have previously been published elsewhere because mm. i recognized a lot of the titles mm. so but in doing this i was like i felt bad i'm like i don't read a lot of poetry and then i went and googled it and apparently no one is reading poetry <laughs> It's so bad that the New York Times declared that poetry is going extinct. Yeah, Which... I, I don't know. Like, I I feel like people have been saying that forever. <laughs> that po oh, poetry is going extinct. And I don't think that, you know, it's read as much anymore. Um, but it's kind of like, what are you what are you comparing it to? Are you comparing it to the days where, like, all fiction was in verse are you comparing it to the days <laughs> when um, you didn't have like a, um, you know, uh, $500,000 advances and Kim Kardashian writing a selfie book and that selling like hotcakes? Like, yes, poetry isn't selling as much, aren't reading it as much, but I, I don't know. I saw the article that she sent me. Do you want to walk through it? Well, I will say to answer your first question about what are they comparing mm -hmm. it to? So the article pulls out numbers. So I guess there is a national survey. That's the survey of public participation in the arts that is apparently by the, done by the same people who do like the Census Bureau population mm -hmm. survey. And so in 1992, 17% mm -hmm. of Americans said they had read a work of poetry at least once in the past mm -hmm. year. And then the most recent numbers for this, which was 2012, that number had fallen to 6.7. Mm. So less less than half. Yeah, it's a big jump. Yeah. And so they say, since 2002, the share of poetry readers has contracted by 45%, resulting in the steepest decline in, particip in, ah, in participation in any literary genre. Mm. So, and then they go on to compare it with all these other activities, like percent of Americans who have done various other activities at least once in the past 12 months. Mm -hmm. And I think it said, let me see. It looks like a little less than seven or eight percent have read poetry. Mm -hmm. It is the second least popular activity. It only beat out opera. <laughs> opera was the only thing that was less popular than poetry. There were other things that included went to a jazz concert, um, went to a classical concert, played a musical interest, instrument, went to a museum. The most popular thing was went to a movie. Mm -hmm. But I mean, well, I mean, if now I went, if they did that, this. All these numbers would probably be much lower. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Except for maybe knitting. That seems to have come back pretty strong. It has. And it's political, too. It is political, so. yeah. So I, I would be interested to see, you know, where these numbers are at now. Yeah. So I don't, I guess I don't read a lot of poetry for me because for me, poetry is something I like to hear performed. Mm. I don't like to read it. That is to say, I'm not a fan of spoken word either. <laughs> that, gets a little, that can get a little loosey-goosey. But, like, I have the CDs of, like, poets reading their poetry uh -huh. and things like that. And I'd rather listen to that than, like, than read uh -huh. it. Because I feel like 
you get a better sense of how they meant that word. Like, what do they want the emphasis to be? How did they want it to be read? So I just think, for me, poetry is something that's better performed. Mm. You don't want me reading your poetry. <laughs> Even in my head. Oh. <laughs> so, but what about you? Do you, how, how are your own, like, poetry consumption mm, habits? Probably not as good since I left school. Um, I know that I did several courses in poetry when I was in school and I really loved them, but, you know, when I left, I hadn't found myself reaching for poetry nearly as much as I used to. Yeah. Yeah, when I used to say school, that was probably the last time I did any kind of deep dives. I did a poetry class senior year or something. Yeah. So... I don't casually read poetry, which yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's not like I don't know. I don't like the idea of anyone should be doing something because <laughs> I don't know aspirations of bouginess. Like, oh, I should read poetry. <laughs> it's like if it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it's not. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I love how bougie has come up every single episode. I knew you'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> And then, oh, so if we can loop it back into the politics, a story I did find, which I thought was interesting, was that no modern Republican president has had a poet speak at their inauguration. Wow. And I just thought that was interesting. Wow. Um, Did you look at the inaugural poem for Trump? There was one. (laughs) No. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's what I would expect. Um, <laughs> Did he write it himself? He was like, no one else can write this poem. Only I can write this poem. It'll be the best poem. It'll be the best. It'll be the best. Um, He'll write poem with poem. I am the best. Here, I'm going to send it to you so you can take a look at it. And I'll send you the, um, uh, I love this site, Flavor Wire. And I saw it on here a few days ago. I was like, oh, wow. They say, um, uh... The internet has discovered, oh, sorry, it's uncommissioned. There we go. It should be noticed. Inaugural poem that is truly worthy of the future president. Bad rhymes, insults, an obsession with the past, and calling Barack Obama a tyrant by implication are all part of the package. I heard about this, and then I think people were unsure as to whether or not it was going to be read. Yeah, and I don't think it was. Yeah. But the Society of Classical Poets, like, that's something that I kind of want to remind everyone of as we move into this era of um, <laughs> false information and everything. Anyone can have, like, a fancy-looking website. Doesn't mean that they know shit. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean. They just know a good design. Right. Oh, this is so... With purpose and strength, he came down from his tower to snatch from a tyrant his ill-gotten power. Excuse you. Yeah. When freedom (laughs) is threatened by slavery's chains and voices are silenced as misery reigns. Hmm. Wow. How in love with yourself do you have to be? Get out. I can't. Mere Trump inauguration fanfic, as someone on Facebook called me. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Like, I don't get this love for Trump, even from people who voted for him. Like, he, he, I, I don't get it. He, he physically repulses me. Well. And that's very shallow, this, but. This poem says, but for all his great wisdom, the bra ga- gallant man is matched by his children, the handsome Trump clan. And the flower of Europe, Melania, Melania the fair, adds a luster and grace with her long flowing hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
I, I'm just going to leave that alone. So I, I imagine sometimes when you say poetry, um, people think of drivel like this. Like, oh, my God, it's like, <laughs> you know, despite the political bit, it's just it's just a poorly written, overwritten, you know, super simple rhyme scheme poem that is like yes. someone probably wrote as a love a love poem in fifth grade to you and you're like, oh, please don't ever look at me again. So maybe that's where a lot of people's idea of poetry is right now. I guess. Yeah, and when poetry goes bad... It can, it can go real bad. bad. It can go real bad. <laughs> so, oh, because you know I listen to a lot of podcasts about like murderers for some inexplicable reason. I did listen to That's... one of those that she sent me. But a lot of them write poetry too, and it is terrible. Oh, a lot of like serial like... killers and stuff? Yes, like the BTK killer wrote a lot of poetry, and then when he tried to write poetry that wasn't about like murdering people, it was double <laughs> Oh my god. Well, they always say, write what you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ugh. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, and I guess, and Slate did say, like, I guess, they blamed the whole Republicans not liking poetry on their hostility toward academia. Could be. So I guess, <laughs> could be what you touched on, that poetry has, like, this highfalutin reputation. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Which isn't necessarily earned. I mean, in some way, couldn't hip-hop be considered poetry? Yeah, music. I mean... Yeah. It's all the same kind of structure um, and poetry used to all be set to music. So I don't know, maybe that too is why, you know, um, consumption of poetry is a little bit down. Um, we're, we're boxing in what poetry is and it's not including, like you said, hip hop. It's not including like, you know, anything set to any kind of music. It's not including uh, somebody, something somebody writes on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> there's been this trend on tumblr of cow poems and i don't know what meme started it how poems just, yes like poems about cows. <laughs> exactly what's on the tin poems about cows and a fields and i'm like i don't know what pop culture reference started this but i don't care. Uh, so yeah tumblr's a weird place. i feel like maybe i've aged out of tumblr because i'm like i don't know I what's sense. happening <laughs> Tumblr was there for me when I was unemployed and like broke because there are a lot of like sad like people on Tumblr, not to generalize Tumblr. But yeah, now I feel like, yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah, now you got a job, so you're on Twitter. <laughs> you're like, I yeah. have exactly this much time. <laughs> exactly. 140 characters worth of time has been on this. So yeah, so with our thoughts about poetry, let's talk about this poetry that we read what did you think of it? I really 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 loved this book I thought it was really um engaging and I really mm -hmm. liked a lot of the imagery um I love that she starts with a quotation from Kendrick um <laughs> like there was just so much that I really loved about this and um I think I was like drinking some wine and she was like talking about like sitting in the bathtub or something drinking some wine and just like being black and like everyone tremble in front of me because here I am with my wine but I'm a little depressed but at the same time like you know nothing's like that that kind of range of emotions you have as like a black woman um <laughs> mm -hmm. like oh let me read about all these statistics about how I'm gonna die alone and <laughs> you know get every disease and never learn how to read but at the same time it's like I'm totally magic and um uh 
all this red wine and um, uh, shea butter f- is like my fuel to like mm-hmm. be awesome. So it's like these two conflicting personalities or two conflicting ideas about black women, womanhood, I think are evident in a lot of these poems. And I really, I don't know, it was like, it was nice to see that externally, um, especially in the last couple of weeks. Like, oh, I'm not crazy. (laughs) They're all crazy. crazy. When I first read it, Mm -hmm. like when I did a first read, I did not think I was smart enough for this book because I'm like, I don't get it. I guess I'm so used to reading poetry a certain way. Mm. And I think it was you who said, like, you just have to feel it. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'll just read it and let go and maybe not try to. I think I was overanalyzing. Ah. Uh. Because you know how poetry, when you do poetry in school, it's like, look at the, look at the um, meter. Right. Look at how the line breaks are. Look for the imagery. And I was trying to do all uh. that. And I'm like, I can't find any connections. So when I just stopped and sort of read it to read it and didn't try to analyze it like some kind of school assignment, mm-hmm. it went a lot better. Mm-hmm. So um, there's certain, there are a few I like a lot more than others, I think. Yeah. And there are certain lines I really oh, like. Oh, yeah. But all together as a piece, mm-hmm. I think, and I have to go change my Goodreads. <laughs> my, first, <laughs> my first Goodreads reading rating was like when I was still like overanalyzing it to death and like, I don't get it. But now I think just relaxing with it and reading it, I it's a much better it was a much better experience. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, because I know that you're like <laughs> I don't feel smart enough, and I'm like, how can you not? This is stuff we talk about all the time. <laughs> I was like, I don't get it. What's the answer? It was yeah, I felt really dumb. Yeah, I mean, maybe it goes back to like we were talking about in the last episode, structure and the structures mm-hmm. that we put over literature, and whose structures are they? Like you look at this, and she's talking about. You know, what did she say that was just, like, super relatable? Um, I don't know. I was, like, trying to... It's it's difficult for me sometimes to figure out what Kindle is doing. So I could yes. really highlight a lot in here. And um, like Danielle said, we got this on NetGallery, which was a new experience for me. And just downloading it to my phone was, like, <laughs> crazy hard. <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know the line you can you can read it and know um what it means to you but I think that if you think now okay well I have to go back to school and I have to think about the line breaks and I have to think about the imagery Mm -hmm. if it's referencing something else or pointing to something else but I don't think that it always is sometimes it's just pointing to something that you already know right and like once you relax and just let it happened mm-hmm. it was a much better experience yeah so um i will like to say because we have to point this out because missouri nelly had a shout out in this book and it made me the happiest <laughs> yeah so you have a lot of thoughts about nelly <laughs> they're very complicated very complicated you can't hate nelly because <laughs> did you know that he has the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra, an award-winning, a nas- internationally recognized symphony orchestra, is hosting a night at the symphony with Nelly, wow. in which they play, in which they play his work, and I guess he raps over it live. I have no I idea. I want to go to that happen. so it's sold badly. Out. I want to go to that so bad. Okay, do you? Like have, oh, go ahead, go ahead. They have promo photos, and it's like him in a suit <laughs> in the symphony, like oh my god, being all regal. And I'm like, this is the most surreal moment of my we life. We have to tweet that out. Everyone's growing up. Everyone's oh, changing. Yeah. You know, art is I what know. you make. 
of it. <laughs> but like, I felt kind of proud. I was like, oh my God, he did it. We were like, I see you, Nelly. He- I see you now. So I don't remember. Back. So for people who are listening, because yes, you're here too, and we're not going <laughs> to. Um, Nellie was, uh, Danielle grew up in St. Louis. I grew up in Kansas City. And we met each other in Columbia, Missouri, where the University of Missouri is. And that is kind of ground zero for hostility between <laughs> and among, I should say, people from uh, Kansas City, St. Louis, and um, uh, Chicago and Texas, for some reason. They get in there too. Um, yeah, but like, it's not the same. Kind it's of not the same kind of rivalry. And I remember deep down, we all know that Chicago is better than us. <laughs> see, Texas. see, see. Now, I think that um, uh, when, I, when we first went there the first week, I was sitting with my cousin and um, some friends from from Kansas City. And this girl <laughs> came up to us and she's like, where you stay? And we we're like, what? I don't understand what you're saying. And she's like, where are you from? And we were like, oh, Kansas City. And she went into this tirade about how better um, uh, uh, St. Louis is than Kansas City. And her arguments were, um, who do you have? The Royals? We have the Cards. We have the Arch. You haven't got nothing. Um, You got Tech 9 We have Nellie. And I just remember people saying all the time, like, we have Nelly, we have Nelly, we have Nelly, until... He was all we had for a while. <laughs> until someone from Chicago showed up, and then the the chorus became, you think you're better than me. Like, Danielle, this happens really? to this day when I see people from St. Louis. They'll be like, oh, you're from Kansas City, huh? Mm. How's Tech 9 doing? Nelly got his own TV <laughs> show. Like, to this day, people are still bringing up Nelly. So I'm glad... That he is like doing big things, but still some little part of my poor kids that he heart is like, oh, but <laughs> what about Tech Nine? <laughs> okay, I don't know who Tech Nine. <laughs> See? See? And that hurt me a little bit. <laughs> but I think I think the tides have changed. Because now you all have I guess we still have the Cardinals, even though they did not have a good year last year. And we lost the Rams. That's true. And we don't have really have Nelly. And apparently, according to the St. Louis Business Journal, y'all are doing better than us. Yeah, I think Kansas City is, like, now officially yeah. bigger. Like, it's always bigger um, yeah. uh, land-wise, but I think it's better, bigger population-wise now, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, as, a, as the two biggest cities in the state, there's, yeah, there's that rivalry. There's definitely so. that rivalry. So, but, I mean, you know, there's another example of maybe what Nelly is doing with this orchestra because I don't I think like going to the orchestra was pretty low on here. Would someone taking this <laughs> <laughs> this um this survey say, Oh, I saw Nelly and the St. Louis uh like symphony orchestra. orchestra, would they say, Yes, I have seen it? Or would they be like, No, Nelly doesn't count? I don't know. I don't know. What do we count? What don't we count? Oh god, that's that's a really valid point because I did go to the Prince tribute at the same and like it was just it wasn't classical pieces; it was straight up like when doves cry and Prince songs. All like, I classics just sang over the in their own way. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so and I feel like that's cheating. That does not count. But yeah, Nelly has a poem. It's from like probably his signature song. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. Mm-hmm. It's what probably the most sensual poem in the collection. Yeah, which one was that now? So, I'm trying to find it. That is location 717 in the book. It is, 
Are you on your I, I am on my phone, like, trying really hard. Oh, yeah, here we go. That poem. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's it's pretty, like, it's pretty, not explicit, but it's pretty sexual. Yes. And so, like, it's a, and, like, how, oh, sorry, but I like the line, like, how even with flaws under these clothes, I could be the boss of you without them. Magic boss you all night long. And, of course, I mean sex, but I mean teaching, too. Black girl rage, flawless. So I thought that one was pretty, considering this, like, I was, I went in thinking one thing. Yeah. It became another. Yeah. But I thought that one was pretty, like, the most sensual in a book that isn't really shy when it comes to sensuality. Oh, sensual. I thought she was saying yeah. central. <laughs> I was like, explain to me. Yes. No, I see. There was another one up toward the beginning where she's talking about the guys holding her down and taking her bracelets off. But that didn't have the oh same. I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, that didn't have the same kind of power that the Nelly poem has. It was more like, you know, that again pivoting back to, you know, people say bad things are going to happen to me, and I don't know how to feel about that. Mm-hmm. Is that that wasn't the first one? The first one I thought was a really powerful. The poem. first one I read like eight times in a row. That first day, yeah, it's. Oh, it's titled all they want is my money my pussy my blood yes and if you and it's like only read one uh poem this year to qualify for that survey make it this one because it's <laughs> it's it's fantastic this first poem mm-hmm. and so um i'm trying to find like i'm trying to pick i do whatever i want because i could die in a minute i don't mean yolo i mean they are hunting yeah me. and it's just there's a lot of really good lines. And I feel like this might be harder to discuss than other things because pulled out of context, a single line sounds nice, but it's really sort of within the whole. Yeah, yeah. And really these poems flow together. Like I, this is a, the problem that I'm having kind of differentiating them is that I would sit down and I read them in like a big chunk for like an hour or two. And like all the imagery worked together and went together. And I kind of remember them by lines more than I do individual mm-hmm. poems. Yeah. And also because I tried to sort them in my head, like thinking the poem would relate to the title because they're all titled poems. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I don't think they don't necessarily stick to whatever that title right. is. Unless I'm just dumb. No, I, so. there are like a number of um, poems that reference Beyonce, you know, on trend with the book yes. title. And those, I think you said this, and I do agree, those didn't tend to be my favorites. Yes. We should probably admit now we're, we're not part of the Beehive. Well, I'm not, I'm not part of the Beehive, but I do feel weirdly, like, like, personally slighted sometimes when someone says, like, oh, well, I don't like this or that, all the weave or something. I'm like, what's wrong with weave? <laughs> what you trying yeah. to say about oh, Beyonce? I, <laughs> yeah. I will certainly say, like, I think go her. She pissed off all those all lives matter or blue lives matter uh-huh. people. I think I think late aught Beyonce is the best Beyonce we've had or late teen Beyonce is the best Beyonce we've had. Like these recent things she's been doing, like where she's like really expressing like her, like I guess womanism is what they're calling it, like intersectionality, feminism and like Becky with the good hair and lemonade mm-hmm. and formation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm loving all of that. I'm just not... Sometimes, like the cult of Beyonce, can get, yeah, can be a can be a bit overwhelming. Yeah, can you? Hear yeah, me? I can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, also, mm-hmm. I think as a celebrity, she 
presents herself to be so untouchable that it can be hard to relate to her. Yes, I would agree. And I think maybe that's why um, these last two, the self-titled album and then Lemonade, were so much better because it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, you know, the first one is like, ooh, just me and my man and my hair is all crazy and I'm just having a good time. And then this one is like, uh, oh, someone did me dirt and what am I going to do about it? Like they they did feel, Mm -hmm. she still has kind of that veneer of like... uh, you know, perfect life. I'm like looking good. I got this beautiful baby. I got this rich husband. You don't really hear me say too, too much outside of all that. So it's kind of like a little mm-hmm. peek behind the curtain of that. Mm-hmm. And I think Lemonade now, the, um, the, I don't know what you would call it, the visual album that did have a yes. poem running through it, right? Um, I don't recall. I think so it's it. I know. Was that, I know they had the TED Talk in it. The TED Talk, yes. Warson Shire. Yeah, yeah so that. It probably Yeah, did. all this stuff about the magician. That's, um, that's a poem. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I did have a, um, a poem about, you know, this man coming in and out of your life and doing all these things. Um, now I can't find it, of course. But again, I wonder if that would count as poetry, someone reading or engaging with poetry because it's in a music video. Like to me, I think it counts, but would Washington Post say it counts? I don't know. I think you were right when you said that our definition of poetry has gotten so narrow that it's excluding a lot of things that could be counted Mm -hmm. and thereby thinking it's it's not as appreciated as it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's a very good synopsis of the modern state of poetry yeah um i also like how beyonce in the book was frequently compared to lady gaga (laughs) like from the telephone video i think it happened twice there were two poems that dealt and i guess just to stretch it out beyonce versus lady gaga black womanhood versus white womanhood. yeah and at one point there is a poem about beyonce i want to i want to get the title right beyonce turns white or beyonce white beyonce Uh, ah yeah yeah that was the that was the one I think had the strongest last line. I really loved it. Um, her daughter learns about beauty, discovers nothing surprising. Yeah, and I just think that was really poignant. Consider a lot of unnecessary shit people have given that little girl. I know that little cutie, and they're like, her hair is nappy, her nose is this. exactly. Her, I don't like that she's doing this. Or, I don't even know what they say because it's bullshit. But yeah, it is maybe like that's. Um, you know, I'm sure someone is going to look at this book of poetry and say, oh, another person obsessed with Beyonce. But she really is, I think, the perfect kind of icon if you're going to build your book around mm-hmm. around a, mm-hmm. um, a contemporary personality for Black femininity right now. Um, mm-hmm. Because she's just so popular And she's getting all these attacks and praises and issues that probably a lot of us are facing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know who else has, like, the, like, who is iconic enough, and I hesitate to use that word, but still, who is well-known enough to, like, swap out and still have have this book. I could see Michelle. Um, Michelle, it would have a completely... It would have a completely... Probably more politics yeah yeah and she does i think how she does talk about michelle obama in here but (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is kind of a younger more sensual collection that Mm -hmm. i think 
Um, and not saying that, uh, um, you know, Michelle Obama doesn't have her own, you know, sexual identity or anything like that, but that's not, it is, she was attacked. That's not, that's not how she markets herself. Right. Yeah. She was attacked a lot for that. You know, they said, oh, she's wearing this dress. She's a hoe. And then, like, you get, like, a stripper in next. And they're like, she's the most beautiful first lady ever. So <laughs> maybe a lot of that happened after <laughs> this came out. But Michelle just looked, like, so over that attack. <laughs> like, she looks so over everything. And especially people <laughs> calling her out of her name that it would have had she did definitely I think kind of shelf that part of her public appearance in a way that Beyonce definitely embraces that's why I get irritated when they're like we want Michelle to run Michelle is not gonna run Michelle is like like, I will see you when you come to your senses (laughs) bye America if you need some gardening if you need some gardening know how to tweet me so yeah, the idea that Michelle, y'all didn't turn, I've already said that though. Y'all didn't turn up for Hillary. I don't know what makes you think everybody's going to suddenly turn up for Michelle. Right. So, and I think we, did we say it. that last time? Um, I think we did. It felt, it, I've said it a couple times. I can't keep track. Yeah, but it, it's true. Like she just got so much hate. And again, that's, um. I feel like we're off topic, but then again, not because that's what a lot of these poems are about. like she just she faced so much bullshit for eight years Mm -hmm. and it's like you all of them did all of them did the two kids like they were going around drinking they weren't doing this or that but they're getting called all kinds to get out of their name uh what's her name smoke one cigarette and all of a sudden she's all this and that and it's like Y'all gotta relax yourself because this bigotry, yeah. like it's not even it's not even veiled anymore. It's just out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's. Uh, I was like, twenty seventeen. I'm gonna be blacker because <laughs> I like gotta counteract all y'all. Twenty seven. So. I like that. That should be our. <laughs> so one podcast that I started listening to when I first started listening to podcasts, they pick a theme for each year, and. I kind of like that for our theme, 2017, Blacker Than Ever. (laughs) I really like that. We'll we'll do it. That's what we're going to do. We will do it. Unapologetically. (laughs) Um, Which kind of goes in, so I was flipping through, and like this sort of touched on everything you said was sort of in that 99 Problems poem, Uh, which is less a poem as much as like an artsy Right. I loved that one, probably. First of all, Jay-Z reference, yay. (laughs) I'm sorry. Second of all, can someone go check on Jay Z? I haven't seen him. I have not seen him. I saw Idris come up at the Met Gala and like slide up in there, like, "Hey, girl!" But I have not seen Jay Z that much. Okay, I'm done. I I have not seen him either, but I'm not keeping up with him. So I was like, "Okay, okay, Jay Z. I guess you come out when you want to." Kanye was the one I was a little concerned for. Fucking Kanye. I'm sorry. Okay, so you know I have been in love with Kanye for a long time. And he's done a lot of bullshit for a while. Like the whole and I was like, it's okay. Like he's a genius. Jesus was great, because it was. I don't care what anyone says, Jesus was great. Um, but then he he did all this stuff with um Trump. Well, even before that, when he was going after Amber Rose. And being all psycho. Oh, yeah. And it's like, first of all, leave her 
alone. Leave her alone. Yeah. You put out that one with the ballerina angel who fell out of the sky. That was a nice apology. Leave her alone. And since then, it's been a march of craziness that led to the inevitable meeting with Trump and them them saying he's not American enough to perform at the inauguration. And it's like, yeah, (sighs) that's what respectability politics tries to get you. Oh, I'm just going to go meet with him and show him that we're on the same team. It's like, well, they don't don't care about that. They really don't. But back to this list. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like almost everything on the list, I was like, same, same. Dating was on there twice. Oppression is on the list. And it's literally a list that reads sort of like a poem. Like, it's really neat how she's able to make it a list and still make it a poem at the same time. Yeah. Like, like 26, drove till the sky turned, 27, a new state. And, like, it all sort of, like, blurs together very well. Yeah, and it's almost like a... It's like a interesting way to do stream of consciousness because I'm sure like many mm-hmm. people who, you know, are our age and our situation have had a lot of these thoughts like, are you OK? Tyler Perry, hangovers, the Western concept of time, food deserts, Jane Franco, OK, I, t- I drank too much again. Um, it's impossible to always yeah. be taking a lavender bath. <laughs> then at intersections like. I love that Tyler Perry made the list. Like, yeah, he's, he's a problem. <laughs> he's a problem I like teacher called me Sheila 94 teacher called me Sheila 95 Sheila was the other black girl 96 Sheila hated me (laughs) like I loved that I may have laughed out loud yeah yeah this is it's it's kind of difficult to talk to without you know just reading it (laughs) it is but it is it is really it's a really good collection and I don't know, I'm just like flipping through and seeing more and more things that I remember that I love. Like, I, I did say that I didn't like all the Beyonce poems, but there was one <laughs> that I thought was just like, uh, um, uh, just so sad, but also hilarious. Um, what Beyonce won't say on a shrink's couch. And uh, it was, what if I said I'm tired and they heard it wrong, said sing it. And that's the whole poem. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one was really Yeah, cool. there. And I, I sort of had that with the whole book where there were some I really got and related and then other, yeah. ones, other ones where I thought, well, maybe I need to come back and like savor it a bit That's more. true. There's a Jake reference. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a whole, po- I think the whole thing is t- untitled, written while listening yeah, to Jake. Which we all know. Um, Jake is supposed to be the emotional one. He is. He's the soft, caring one. I think, like, these are poems I would really like to hear her read. Yeah. Because I tried, I had a teacher who said that, like, you have to read poetry out loud. And so I tried to do it. Mm. But it's like, I'm sure there's something I'm missing. So, like, there's one, the gospel according to her. What to a slave is the 4th of July? What to a woman is a vote? What to a slave is river water? What to a slave is an award show? What to a slave is fine china? What to a woman is a canopy bed? What to a slave is the hard sky? What to a woman is please? What to a woman is the bottom of a glass? What to a slave are flatlands from an aircraft? What to a woman is permission? What to a woman is the Milky Way? What to a slave is a square? Technically, it's perfect. I feel like, had she read that? 
Like I, I'm trying. I tried there at that point, and I am not doing it anymore. No, I really so. liked it. That was actually one of my favorites <clears throat> in here, mm-hmm. even though it does sound kind of spoken wordy. And we all know what um, our girl Issa Rae said about spoken <laughs> word poetry. Um, but one I think I would, I'm on the same page with you, and but maybe not, because I think you said you really like this, 13 Ways of Looking at a Black Girl, I'd probably want to hear like read one. out loud. Yes. Yes. I like that one. Yeah, because that one's like... And I felt really smart. I felt really smart when I noticed the word sex was in there 13 times. Uh... See, and I didn't notice that. <laughs> I guess now I was kind of seeing the structure of it. Yeah, that's what, so 13 Ways of Looking at a Black Girl has, and I don't know if this is a net galley mm-hmm. thing, but it's laid out pretty, like, randomly. Yeah. Like, there's very wide spaces between words. There's breaks. Sometimes it'll be just one word, and then it's another break. Sometimes it's, like, five words, and then it goes right. on and I'm trying to figure and out and it's getting more and more spaced out as the poem goes on to the last line um which is just lost yeah and so it was like I'm like I'm this is one of those times where I felt like I don't what is it I'm almost there what does it mean and I could not necessarily figure out what it necessarily meant I do like how like inclusive and up-to-date the so like on the 13 ways of looking at a black girl, there are a lot of like name drops of um, well-known black mm-hmm. women. And it like covers sort of the whole space mm-hmm. from like Sally Hemings, Nicki Minaj, Nikki Giovanni, Obama, Tina Turner, yeah, Nikki Giovanni, lots of uh, Shonda Rhimes, yeah, Grace Jones, Issa Rae, uh, Lena Horne, Felicia, Audrey Lord, Felicia. <laughs> Just Felicia, Sandra Bland. So like this one, I really, I like this one too. I think it, the messiness probably proves its point. I think so, because it it starts, you know, each kind of, um, they're not quite couplets. Like each line is like more together. And as they move forward, like they're just spacing out and spacing out and spacing out until you get to that lost line. Yeah. And then there's, Sex, and then there's also insults. Ugly is in there. Bitch is in mm-hmm. there. Then there's things like wifey and sister. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. carefree. It's interesting. Carefree black girl. So I feel like I say this every week. I feel like we never really can sum up what we read, but this one's probably the hardest just because of the nature. Right. Of it. Yeah. I would definitely, you know, if you're thinking kind of like oh I haven't done poetry in a while because you're thinking um in school it never resonated for me or I had like an awful teacher who was like tell me the meaning and if you get it wrong you get an f then this would be like a good one to go back to because like you already know the answer like yeah and relax while reading it don't be mean (laughs) don't be yeah pour yourself that that wine in uh, or some coffee or use that diffuser and then read about her doing the same thing to conquer her anxiety while reading it and it'll yeah. be a weird head trip for you <laughs> I will like to say I do sort of like the fact like the titles threw me off but I do like the fact that um <coughs> it wasn't presented as just one long stream of consciousness and I think it could have sort of with a few exceptions probably been presented that yeah way. yeah I did give it a little bit of structure. Were... So I have a question for you to see if you got it. Some of the titles, so like 
black woman with chicken and then underneath that it had like the subtitle actor carrie may weems yeah and that i didn't get. i don't know and i didn't uh well i was gonna say i didn't have artist Oh yeah, she's an artist. Oh yeah. So Carrie May Carrie May Weems is an American artist who I'm trying to see photos something. of yeah, people so sitting we're at not tables. Hip up on our visual artists. Yeah, that's where I really kind of fall down. But she has some really cool pictures on here of like it looks like black life at tables. So they have like a mm -hmm. a lady doing another lady's hair. Looks like brushing it out. Um, people. Maybe a mom and a daughter putting on lipstick at a table. They're all black and white. They're actually very pretty. Oh, someone sitting there crying with an ashtray. Yeah. We need to up our... our we definitely our do. A bunch of pictures. <laughs> and it's all black women. It we don't read like. enough poetry. We don't look at enough poetry. We're just here, like that one guy said, reading romance novels and... <laughs> watching too much tv but you know what i'm okay with that so it must be yeah i really like the table series yeah. like the hair and the and that sort of it like fits the vibe of the it definitely too. does or this one in the mirror with the lady maybe it looks like she's going to bed or gotten out of bed she does not have her scarf on so she must be in distress <laughs> Yeah, we should link to some of these because they're really yes. I I can include it in the when we do the show the show notes and post it on. Look at us learning shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is about. That's what twenty seventeen is. Blacker about. than ever. Stepping it up. Blacker than ever. <laughs> Stepping it up. So yeah, I would say I would definitely recommend the book. Um, if you're not a black female, I guess. I don't know how much you'll be able to get it or relate as much, but I think even if you're a woman, I think maybe there's probably something there for yeah, you. Yeah, I think so. If you're a man, if you're like a white man, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know if you'll get anything. I mean, read it to learn, you know, to get out of your own head. Yeah. Zone. Yeah. I think true. that we're always asked to, you know, as black women in particular, we're always asked to look at um, someone else's frame of thought as a white person mm -hmm. or as a black person in general, you're always thought to look at someone else, but we don't often say, you know, put, you know, uh, women of color's experience at the center and say, okay, now you have to come to this. And if you don't find it relatable, then try harder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's a very valid point. So, yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely glad I read it. It got me, now I can say, when they survey me about my <laughs> cultural activities, I can say, yes, yes, I read poetry in the last 12 yes. months. And I'm glad this is what I started with, as opposed to like, you know, the cliche quintessential like school poetry yeah. written by a white man, stuff like that. So it was nice to have that. And it really was once I just relaxed and stopped trying to like shape it into a thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Which I may, that may be my motto for 2017. Just chill and just do what you can. Just chill, be black, blacker than ever. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think we both definitely. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Um, it is coming out um, on Valentine's Day. So it's a wonderful gift for, you know, yourself or someone else. <laughs> yeah. 
You know what? That's perfect. It is a perfect gift. You don't have a Valentine's treat yourself. Treat yourself. Get some wine, just like Molly said, and read it. Because I think it would probably, whatever your mental state or mind, your state of mind will be on that day. Because I know how I'm going to be uh, single on Valentine's <laughs> Day. This will probably help you through uh, it, so. No. <laughs> but there is a lot of mental health discussion in this book. And, and I don't say mental yes. health, like, but I mean, like, depression, anxiety, feelings of loneliness. Like, she oh. talks a lot about that. Yeah, one of my favorite poems was titled, I think it was Heaven is oh, a Xanax. Oh, yeah, I love that poem. Heaven be a Xanax. Sorry. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. So, yeah. It just touches on so much. And it's such a, it's like such a nice thing to sort of linger with. So, yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Because even here, like sitting and looking back at it, I'm like going back and kind of falling back into, into the words and the imagery again. Like, oh, yeah, this and mm-hmm. that. And I can't just sit here and read this whole book because we would probably get sued. But uh, <laughs> right. I will say Trying go buy it or go rent it from the library. Yeah. So, yes, yes, definite recommend. And I'm glad we this I'm glad this is like this is a good follow up after last month when I was like so angry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that um, our other Fian, my boyfriend, listened to it, and he said that his favorite line when, was when you said it was like getting a McDonald's hamburger and you open it up. It's just a glove, <laughs> just a rubber glove inside. <laughs> like, he came home and told oh me that he God. loved that, so. <laughs> Yay, I'm glad. Yeah, this was a much, like, it was nice to go back and read someone who I felt actually knew how to use the words they were they were putting right. down. And, like, if it was written awkwardly, it was because it was supposed to be written awkwardly, not because... Right. Someone forgot a word. No, there was definitely a lot of craft in this, which was um, yes, really nice to see. And a, a craft I think neither of us are too familiar with, so that was kind of cool. Right. Yeah, because, yeah, we don't read much. And I feel like you have to, as a poet, I feel like poets, not are better writers, but they are more, oh, what's the word I want to say? They're more aware of the words they use because they have yeah. to be. Yeah. And so it's just, it's nice to see like that careful, like that consideration and the thought that's put into the language. Yeah. I will say that I pre-ordered this book. You did? <laughs> I was thinking about it too. I was like, but I always have this back and forth whether or not I want books in print or if I want them um, electronic. Ah, uh, yeah. And so I end up stalling. So like, like next, mo- next month's three, which is the Binti yes. series. I was like, I kind of want the print ones because I have Binti on the e-reader. Uh-huh. And I was like, it'd be nice. To and they're have so pretty. For the series. Like that's such a pretty cover. Yeah, they're they have really pretty covers. I'm like, and they have, it's like twenty dollars to get both oh, of them on Amazon. I was like, I was like, I kind of want to do that. I think that would look nice. On right. So yeah. So I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. Tr- this will be my first. I don't know if I've whined about my financial issues on here, but because of my MBA, um, that I get. T- it's a weird thing where I get taxed as if. I got paid the tuition money. It's oh. So for like six months throughout the year, my paycheck is like $600. <gasps> so, but then it resets at the beginning of the year, oh. but I don't get paid till the last day of the month. Oh, Wait, do you get paid twice a month so, or only once a month? I get paid <gasps> once a month. <laughs> so January 31st. You're going to be rolling. I, I, I know. I have my cart, my Amazon cart. It's full of books. <laughs> I'm getting Underground Railroad. Uh-huh. I'm getting um, The Mothers. I know Molly doesn't want to read The Mothers, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna treat myself. I'm going to read The Mothers. I'm getting the, um, there is a historical romance anthology about black suffragettes. Uh-huh. I got that. I was like, 
Like, I earned it. It's been seven months. You're going to be rolling in the books. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Binti, I'll add Binti to the cart. That's our next next one's three. Binti by, oh, I'm, I don't want to mess her name up. Hold on, let me look at it. Nindi Okafora? No, that is not right. I hope she's not listening and hearing. I hope me. not. If you are, I'm sorry. Nettie <laughs> Okura 4. So, and it's sci-fi, which I don't think... I don't think we've done any sci-fi. No, I, I don't know if we could. Maybe um, Charlie, Charlie Freeman, Freeman, maybe, but it didn't have that kind of, I don't know. There wasn't much speculation. Right. Like, there that was, is exactly what I was going for. Yeah. There wasn't anything that couldn't happen. <laughs> that probably hasn't happened in the real world. The real world. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited about that one. And they're really short. Like each book, I believe is less than a hundred mm-hmm. pages. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited for these because like I said, um, these both now the first one won, what was it? The Nebula? Yes. I think it won a Nebula and a, and a Hugo. Yeah. It won both. Let me see. Binti. And I know that there was all that controversy with these sad puppies and rabbit puppies and I just liked how this book kind of just floated to the surface and was like, yeah, well, I'm still here. Like that in um fifth season, which I, I think we're going to read later. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that um, Jimison is a little more vocal. And maybe I shouldn't say that because I don't know um, if the Binti, if Binti's author, I don't follow her as closely, so I don't, I haven't seen as many statements, but, um, my girl Jimson all weekend has been like retweeted shit and I've been like, and I'll be like, yes, yes. So she is very, she is a very political person. <laughs> she has the, I, I think I've seen her. She has the kitten as her profile pic or the cat. Uh, I don't think so. Well, maybe I'm so bad at remembering. I've seen someone. <laughs> I've seen someone with that name just going okay. in. Oh, yeah, with the cat. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, she's been going in. Like, if you don't follow her on Twitter, like, you should, because she she does a lot of shit. And she's been tweeting a lot about Westworld, which has been awesome, because that's been amazing. Can I tell you that... Um, go, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, going back to something, Molly had to explain to me what sad puppies were. <sighs> and it's basically racism in the sci-fi writing and reading world yeah. and how I guess they're just not here for women and people of color. Yeah. And so they kind of tried to um, tip the scales and nominate a, some ridiculous books, but the guy that they picked or who got in there is like a crazy like political troll and also like a folk hero and has written a <laughs> lot of books like Oppressed in the Butt but by My Own Butt or Impressed to the butt by my Starbucks uh, <laughs> coffee cup. Like, if you're not as familiar with this, what is that guy's name? Like, look it up because it's a crazy um, series of events that I led just, to this. I was just wondering where I was when all this was happening. But I do remember it did win both the Hugo and the Nebula. So I do remember hearing that Binti won that. But I did not know there was all this other... Yeah, the guy's name is Chuck Tingle. The first book that comes up is Oppressed in the Butt by My Inclusive Holiday Coffee Cups. Um, (laughs) And he just, yeah, read his statements about this whole thing. Read Jimenson's statements. Um, I'm sure other people have talked about it, too, and some of these other authors. But those are kind of the two that just really gave me life throughout that whole thing. I think that um, 
one of those Gawker sites, uh, uh, or I should say one of those Univision sites. Um, <laughs> did you see they took over the route? They did, the Kinja yeah. network. And it's weird now going on other platform because their comments never work. Ah, yeah. So like, I'll comment on stories and they always stay grayed out because they're not Right, I think you have something. to like, I think it's like some kind of hierarchy where you can, like you have to comment a lot and then they start approving it. But don't quote me on that. Um, well, and then I never comment because I never right. get approved. Right, so, so like, it's kind of like a secular, <laughs> it goes on and on. <laughs> yeah, it's, but yeah, so I think that's it. Are you reading anything currently? Um, so I am still reading White Teeth. I'm still struggling oh. with White Teeth. <laughs> that's not a good sign that that's the word you go for. it's it's kind of dragging a little bit um is it i feel like did we not have that same um like criticism about swing time like the middle was a little over yeah long. we did and it's just she got really into this one character who i think is like the least interesting of all of them as kind of like, I really want to spend time with anyone but this guy. So I went to the bookstore, or not the bookstore, I went to the library yesterday and I picked up a bunch of holds. Um, so I got uh, this book about um, uh, time travel in, uh, in literature and in fiction, because, you know, I was like, oh, I got to... Um, uh try to diversify read more nonfiction, um and get ready for kindred <laughs> um yeah and um it started off saying it started off with the time traveler and he kind of positioned it as no one had really thought about time and measuring time before um you know, H.G. Wells, and then he came in and kind of revolutionized it with Einstein and all these other guys and thought of time as this fourth dimension. I was like, that's really cool. And then I'm like super into YouTube right now. And I accidentally watched a <laughs> TED YouTube uh, <laughs> about uh, the Chinese Zodiac. I, didn't, I, I, I watched that on purpose, but then I saw it was a TED talky kind of thing. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But it was actually quite interesting. <laughs> and it was talking about how um, the Zodiac was this um, this uh, measurement of time and how you it's like these two, I think, or maybe three different systems to measure time and how they interact with one another and mm -hmm. where they, where those cross sections are is your, um, is your Zodiac sign. I was like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure that all that happened before H.G. Wells. So why is this book positioning itself like no one thought or measured time before, you know, these white guys did? Like, why not start? Why aren't we exploring all these other things? Because when I say it was complicated, I can't even describe, like, how they got to all those calculations because it was so complicated. And I'm like, okay, well, I would like someone to explain that to me in a little bit more depth. But this book almost is positing that that doesn't exist. So I'm not quite as hopeful that it's going to explore um, time travel and fiction through a lens of inclusivity. Like it's just going to hit like uh. kind of these more well-known science fiction writers, these white science fiction writers, and maybe we'll get Kindred in there, but I'm, that's not quite what I'm looking for. So I might not finish that one. Oh. 
You mentioned libraries, and did you hear what happened to our library? Oh yeah, it got hacked. It got held, ra- it got held for ransom. bitcoins. <laughs> I don't know the Bitcoin exchange rate, <laughs> but it was thirty-five thousand. They wanted thirty-five thousand in Bitcoin. They released some ransomware that um basically held the all their systems hostage. <laughs> and they're like, well, we'll undo it if you pay us thirty-five thousand Bitcoin. And the library was like. F that, we'll just reset the whole right. system. And that's what they're doing. So they're going to lose everything and it's going to take Oh weeks. my God. And apparently they won't be able to use the computer or check out books in that Wow. Time. Now who attacks who, a library? Who goes after a library? It's like, like, yeah. like what money? It's like coming to rob me. I ain't got no money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like how the library was like, like, oh no, girl, we'll just, we'll just, re- <laughs> we can't be paying that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, I don't know the exchange rate. I don't know if that's a dollar for dollar. We went thirty five thousand, but it's like, did you think they were gonna pay? Right. Like, it's not like that's vital information that they needed right and then. Why, it's not, they could just redo why it. Bitcoin. <laughs> what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> anyway, like, it must be some kids. It must be some kids in the area because first of all, why the St. Louis right. Library? It's probably Second, some knuckleheaded kid. Who goes to that library all the fucking time and was like, Bitcoins are the future. I know how to download ransomware or send it over there. And they did the city as opposed to the county library. And I'm pretty sure the county library is bigger yeah. and thus has more yeah, money. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Isn't that good about, like, they just attack the library. Like, you think they're making money finding people? <laughs> I did see you on Twitter asking the hard questions, like, whether or not your <laughs> fines are going to be applied. I had some lines. I did ask them. Uh huh. Uh huh. I was like, "Hey." It's like, so I saw you got hacked, and <laughs> not. To, I think I even actually said not to be insensitive. But, but I need to know about this money situation. I mean, that's real though. Like, I'm not gonna be like later. They say, "Oh, we're gonna pay this," and like pass those pass those savings on to the library card holders. <laughs> so like, you have a thousand dollar overdue bill. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yeah. So hopefully it's been wiped away. That's so mean of me to think. My Maybe it's, it's like a fight club um, type situation. So it have like a lot of fines. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah. So yeah, you mentioned library and I was like, heck. The heck. heck that was I crazy. Shit's crazy. It, 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 I can't get over it. Like, first of all, why I can't get over why them. I can't get over why St. Louis, why the library. Why Bitcoin? There's so many whys. So many whys. Like, what did you think? What was your, like, your ideal scenario? Like, what what did you want to get out of this? Like, do you think the library just has a bunch of Bitcoin? Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know how Bitcoin works. I know you can pay for a baby delivery, and I think you could get, like, a burrito at some places here in Francisco, but not a lot of people take it. Have Have you seen Dope? I have seen Dope. Yeah, isn't that isn't Bitcoin a key plot point That's in true. the movie? The movie I thought took place in the nineties and actually these did not. kids the guy just really These liked. kids out here are all into the nineties. I was like looking at them, I was like, You look like I looked in the nineties, but but like better, like shinier. Yes. It's been stylized. It's an aesthetic. Like your now, kids probably didn't cost seven dollars. <laughs> Which makes us the real one. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so I'm also reading nonfiction. Uh-huh. I am reading The Case Against Sugar by Gary Taubes. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. He is a 
science slash food journalist. Uh-huh. I'm not sure which way he leans more towards. But basically, it's the case that science is killing us. Like, the book starts Wait, out, science like, is killing us or sugar case. is killing us? Or not science. Sugar is killing us. <laughs> science is not killing us. It's probably the lack of science that's killing us. Sugar is killing us. He says, like, in the first page that if this was a court case, he would be presenting, like, the this book is the prosecution for laying out all our current ills uh, and accusing them, sh- accusing sugar of causing them from diabetes to obesity. Oh. So it's been pretty Are you going to give up sugar? I've been trying to give up sugar because it's not, it's, I, this isn't the first thing I've read that says sugar is basically yeah. the cause of a lot of our, our poor yeah. health. So like they say in the nineties, like when fat was declared the enemy, did you hear about that? About how they're basically scientists basically or the sugar industry basically paid off scientists to say fat was what Yeah, was I did. I think you told yeah. me about this book like offline and I kind of looked it up. I was like, this sounds depressing. <laughs> yeah. I have this really weird like nutrition thing. It's like, look, I can only control so much of what happens. Yeah, well, to me. I mean, you've been dancing, you've been exercising. <laughs> dancing was so bad today. Yes, I've been so, I cannot pirouette. It was I, you know, I don't, so, yeah. I'm not even 100% sure what a pirouette is. So don't beat yourself up. <laughs> fancy ballet spin but yeah so i've been trying to cut out added sugar i can't you can't cut it's in yeah. everything so like your bread your salad dressings ketchup um i i took a bath bomb i bought some bath bombs to uh-huh. take a bath with sugar was in those and i'm like Are you where serious? did you get your bath so, bombs from Walgreens. Oh, okay they were lavenders mm. yeah they were la- i'm oh those fancy oh, ones i know which ones you're talking about i've had about, those yeah. those ones that come with a little bag from walgreens oh those are good yeah and they're like ice cream scoops yeah. for some reason that's how they market them and then they have to put a warning saying do not eat because they call it an ice cream scoop for some inexplicable reason yeah yeah those are the ones i use but yeah so sugar is in everything so the book is supposed to be and i thought and i've read some of his new york times articles an in-depth look at like how it sort of came to be such a like big sugar how it came to pretty much own all of our our food oh, supply no. <laughs> yeah um so I'll share whatever. Oh. <laughs> Can I mention one last thing um, that sure. is kind of book related because I saw it on Book Riot, um, which you turned <laughs> me on to. And um, but it's about a TV show. I want to bring it up because you brought up um, uh, um, um, Avatar The Last Airbender. And <laughs> I think our last episode, uh, This Could Be Us, you brought it up. Yes. Um, I and so they were saying that uh, Steven Universe might be canceled. And I was like heartbroken. <gasps> Have you seen that show? I love that show. I, like, D- Danielle, let me tell you, I started watching it maybe two <laughs> weeks ago. And I've watched all of them twice now. I didn't know you hadn't been watching it yet. I Here comes a thought. That oh song, like straight up, I think about I that I think about that to like, calm myself down sometimes. <laughs> oh my God. That show is so smart. Like kids programming is today so is just good. So great. so emotionally complex. I was like, I was like, oh my god, look at that. I uh, love oh it. my god. So yeah. when I saw that, that I was like, oh no. Well, <laughs> of course it'd be because that's how that's the kind of year 2017 is going to be. Um, <laughs> that's another letter I'm going to write. I'm going to write it too. Please do not, Please cancel. Do not cancel this show. That's helping helping this almost 30 year old emotionally stunted woman learn like what's that song at the end like if I could learn to love like you I'm like yeah oh yes (laughs) 
it's just the emotional intelligence it's so it's smart. so complex it. maybe maybe next week i will have read that um uh um what's it called that graphic novel but i had to pay my taxes this month so maybe not <laughs> but yeah, so I just saw that on Book Riot, and I was like, I've never seen anything, like, non-book related on there. But I woke up this morning and saw it on there. I was like, I have to ask Danielle if she's seen this show. I bet she has. Uh, yeah. Well, I first discovered, I think, on NPR. NPR, I think the only other show, cartoon show, I think it's covered is Adventure Time. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. And so it's, like, I just, it's so it's great. It's so great. I it. And I had that... I had that I had a brief, so I'm turning thirty this year and I had this brief like twinge of like I can't like these things no. anymore because I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm a capital A adult. And like I had a really serious crisis and it's like it made me feel really down. And then at one point I was nah. just like, eh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Nah. Life has been <laughs> It's still great. Life has been much more easy when I just like stop caring. Yes. About it's like, you know, I don't care. Twenty seventeen blacker than ever. Be you. Exactly. And, and that is, a, I think, you know what? We're going to end on that note. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, if you would like to help us out, you are. we invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. That helps other people find the podcast and listen and help spread the yeah, word. Yeah, find us on Twitter at Black Chick Lit. Um, we've also joined Litzy. Um, to do a little bit of uh, book blogging, uh, taking pictures of books in pretty settings. Um, I'm M Dash on there, just like my Twitter handle. So come be friends with me. I think Danielle, you're on there too. I don't. I don't remember my username though. I need to change <laughs> it to be for the blog because that's another. We should have that discussion next time we get together about Litzy because I'm like, hmm, I don't. No, if it's gonna grow yeah i don't know i think it's just like they wanted to capitalize on that bookstagram yeah or maybe trend. we could do an instagram but i'm like i love taking pictures of books yeah i don't know we could talk about that or if yeah. you know that's something you'd be interested in seeing us do then yeah let, let us, us know because we'll certainly give it the old comment yeah all righty thank you for joining okay us, stay strong stay, stay safe <laughs> hashtag resist. hashtag resist blacker than ever 2017 drop a mic <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>